Good morning, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning and welcome to the Victory Prayer Circle with We Who Dwell. I am your host, Natasha Brown Watson, and this is our place where we meet every single week. We exalt the name of God. We glorify God. We study and pray the word of God. And right now, the Lord has us in a series called Praying the Names of God. And if you all have missed out on this series, listen, I need you to go back and listen or watch parts one and two. This is part three of praying the names of God. This morning or today, this week, we're going to be diving deep into the topic of Jehovah-Rohi, which means the Lord is my shepherd. And y'all know that that famous psalm, that beautiful psalm, Psalm 23, that's my grandmother's favorite psalm, y'all. And so we're going to be looking at this psalm today. And we're going to be praying, the Lord is my shepherd, Jehovah Rohi. So I need you all to do us a favor. Go ahead and share the broadcast right now. Go ahead and like. Um, go ahead and send it out to your friends and your messenger. Go ahead and share it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And let people know that we're live for prayer. Go ahead and tag them in the broadcast. For those of you who are watching live, welcome. I know we are live in our We Who Dwell Faith Network on Facebook. We're also live on our YouTube channel as well as on um, Instagram. So welcome to everyone. I'm going to kick us off in prayer and we're going to get started because we have a lot to do. Okay, so Heavenly Father, God, we love you. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify you, God. We just lift you up, oh Lord. We know, God, that you are worthy, Lord, of all of our praise. God, you are so magnificent. You are so kind and generous to us, Lord. You are a loving father, a good father, a good shepherd who cares about his sheep, Lord. We thank you that you care about our every need, Lord. And so today we just pray that your kingdom would come, God, on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that you would have your will during this uh, prayer gathering this morning. We pray that you would permeate our atmospheres, Holy Spirit, and that you would arrest every spirit that is unlike you, God. We pray, Lord, that you would have your way in our hearts. If there are any hardened hearts, any hearts that um, are are any hearts that aren't receptible to your word. God, we pray that you would just get through those hardened hearts, oh God, and that you would just allow your word to be engrafted in them, allow them to be transformed today, oh God. We pray that every atmosphere will be conducive to what you want to do this morning. God, I decrease right now, Lord, and I ask that you would increase in me, that you would use me this morning and even everyone who has gathered, all the intercessors around the world who have gathered on the various platforms. Use us this morning, Father, to pray your will, O God, to declare your word, Father, to minister hope and healing, Lord. It's not by our will, not by our might, but by your spirit, God. So we ask that you would have your way and we thank you, God. We thank you in advance. Lord, we repent of everything that we have done that has been unlike you, God. We repent of every wayward word, God, every backsliding um, condition, every act of disobedience, every 
form of faithlessness, oh God, every form of worry and fear, oh God. You told us to cast our cares on you because you care for us, God. And so we repent for being disobedient to your word, Lord. And we thank you that your word says that when you, we repent, oh God, you are just and faithful to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So Father, purify us this morning. Allow us to be in your will, Father. Let your will be done, oh God. And we thank you for it in advance. We thank you for the transformation. We thank you for the wisdom that you're gonna pour out this morning. We thank you for the joy and the hope that you're gonna pour out this morning. We thank you, oh God, for lifting our spirits, oh God, for being the lover of our heads and the lifter of our, the lover of our souls and the lifter of our heads. God, we thank you that if anyone has come depressed or down and out this morning, Father, they shall not leave the same. God, we thank you in advance in Jesus's name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So welcome everyone. Hello. I'm so excited that you're here. This is going to be a great study. So we have been in the names of God, praying the names of God. And before I go deeper, let me just make a couple of announcements. Um, tonight is part two of Christ Uncovered Bible Study. Depending on when you're listening or watching this, um, today is December 9th, 2021. And we're also in the middle of a Bible study series that is going on through the month of December called Praying the Names. I'm sorry called Christ Uncovered. And we are basically uncovering more parts of the nature of Christ every single week with different Bible teachers. So tonight, one of uh, my good friends, one of my sister friends, Latoya Rice, she's a part of the Jesus Image Ministry in Orlando. She's going to be coming and she's going to be sharing about, um, she's going to be uncovering Christ our bridegroom. So if you just have been feeling down, if your heart has been feeling wearied or overburdened, I'm telling you, you need to come tonight because Latoya is going to break it down. She's going to talk about Christ, our bridegroom. That study starts at eight o'clock Eastern time, seven o'clock central. And if you visit wehodwell.org, you can um, register. Okay, so visit wehodwell.org and you can go ahead and register for the Christ Uncovered Bible Study Series. And it's taking place, again, all month long. And tonight is our second night. Okay, so I just put that information up on the screen. And so I hope that you all are going to be joining us tonight. Okay, so let's get into this. Now, um, I know many of you are probably very familiar, and all, probably all of you. Uh, most of you are very familiar with Psalm 23, which talks about Jehovah Rohi. Okay. And so before we get started, let me just say that when the Lord is our shepherd, he has our back. He has us covered. It means that he takes care of every need that we have and that he leads us. He guides us. He gives us direction. He protects us from the enemy. And we're going to break this down a little bit. Um, I'm going to try to get through everything that I wanted to cover today. Um, again, for this study, we're looking at this book, The Power of God's Names by um, Dr. Tony Evans. And so I'm going to try to get through everything that I wanted to mention. But I do want to say we may also have an edition of our Christ Uncovered Bible study that will also uncover Christ the shepherd. So um, this is this might be just part one of talking about Jehovah Rohi. Good morning, everyone. God bless you. So let's read Psalm 23 in the New King James translation. 
It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So praise God. Um, this is Psalm 23, and I just want to kind of break it down a little bit. So many of us have trusted the Lord, um, which we trusted the Lord as our savior. We've trusted the Lord as our redeemer, right? But have we trusted him as our shepherd? Have we trusted him as Jehovah Rohi? So what we're going to do today is look through this psalm and we're going to then pray to Jehovah Rohi, help Jehovah Rohi, excuse me, who is our shepherd. Because as you'll see, the shepherd really takes care of the sheep. So we're going to cover your needs. If you have prayer needs, you can put them in the chat room or email us at wehudwell at gmail. At the end of the time of study, we're going to um, pray and do some intercession. We're going to intercede for one another. So stick around. This is going to be good. So the Lord in this verse is Jehovah, which means the self-revealing one. The Hebrew word for shepherd is the word rohi or ra'ah which means, um, and I think it's actually pronounced Rohai. Um, so I keep saying Rohi, but I believe it's pronounced Rohai. So I'm going to try to pronounce it the correct way. Jehovah Rohai. Jehovah Rohai, which means shepherd, means to tend, pasture, or shepherd. Okay, so when, when David called God, Jehovah Rohai, he was basically saying that he trusted Jehovah to tend to his life and to care for him, to watch over him, to take care of him, to make sure that all of his needs are met, were met. Now, by placing the word God, by placing God as his shepherd in the present tense, so he said, Jehovah is, the Lord is my shepherd. Um, he is acknowledging God um, is continuing to take responsibility for him. So it wasn't just a thing in the, of the past. It wasn't just a thing of the, it's not going to just be a thing of the future, but God is continuing to take care of us. Even in the present, Jehovah is our shepherd. Um, and so also the word my, to say Jehovah Rohai, it's the word my, he's adding my in there. It's personal. So many times we think about God and we think about, okay, God, how can he cover the whole world? How, how is he the God of everybody? Like, you know, all of that. But, and he is, but David's also saying, not only is he the God of every, everyone, every sheep, right? But he's my personal God. So he's not only concerned about the group of people, but he's concerned about your personal needs. He's not just concerned about the body. He's not just concerned about the world, but he's also concerned about you, Jules, about you, Dinita, about you, Ray, about you, Samoa. He's concerned about your own personal needs. I love that. And then it goes, 
Um, I shall not want. Verse one, Jehovah, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So basically, in other words, his shepherd, the Lord has covered all his needs. And that's why he's saying, I shall not want because God has covered my every single need. There's not a need that I have that God has not covered. He's comprehensively covered our needs. He is a good shepherd. John 10, 14 talks about the good shepherd. Okay. Um, in Jeremiah 23, 4, the Bible says that God promises to provide good shepherds for his people. And as a result, they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they lack anything. I love that. Let's read it. Jeremiah 23, 4. Once again, it says, and I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. Mm-mm-mm. Ezekiel 34, um, God explains that he expects a shepherd to feed the flock, to strengthen the flock, to heal the sick, to bind up the broken, to bring back the strays, and to seek the lost. So that is what a shepherd does. Good morning, Brother Gerald, Brother Brown. Good morning. That is what the shepherd does. He's supposed to feed us. The shepherd feeds us. It strengthens the weak, heals the sick, binds up the broken, and brings back the strays, and also seeks after the lost. That sounds like Jesus, right? And so a good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, John 10, 11. The best shepherd is the one who is willing to make the ultimate sacrifice, to put his own life on the line for his sheep. And that is why we call Jesus the good shepherd, because that is exactly what Jesus did on the cross. He hung on the cross. He allowed himself to experience death. He allowed himself to experience hell. He took every form of sin. Imagine just having every sin of the world on you, every form of sin, you're carrying it, you're holding it, and then you're releasing it through death. He did that for us. My God. And so when selecting a shepherd for your own life, now we also know that the Bible um, met, has a metaphor of pastors being shepherds. When, when you're selecting a shepherd for your own life, the proof of a good shepherd is if he or she is willing to give his life for you. Is the shepherd in your life willing to give the give his life for you? Hallelujah. And that is what Christ did. So in order for someone to be your shepherd, in order for Christ to be your shepherd, actually, let, we're talking about God now. Before, in order for God to be Jehovah-Rohai to us, Jehovah-Rohai to us, we have to view ourselves as sheep. Shepherds do not shepherd any other animal. They shepherd sheep. Okay, so you have to consider yourself a sheep that requires some humility because I want to talk about sheep for a moment. If we do not consider ourselves as sheep to, to Jesus, to God, to Jehovah Rohai, then we cannot experience everything that the shepherd has for us. Okay, so sheep don't have what it takes to be trained. They are considered dumb. They're considered um, the probably the most dumbest animal, okay? And the Bible tells us in Isaiah 53, 6, all of us like sheep have gone astray. 
And um, for, we do have a producer, but I didn't give her every single scripture, guys. So um, just listen and then take notes of the scripture reference. Um, for those of you who are watching in the We Who Do a Faith ne Network on Facebook, take note of the script, scripture reference and then go back and study and, sh and, and look at it again. OK, so Isaiah 53, 6, it says all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of all of us to fall on him. So this is, again, just kind of reconfirming Christ, reconfirming that Christ is our shepherd. And because all of us have gone astray, God had to have um, another way. He had to have somebody who would take off all of our sins. Okay. He had to do it. So when David is saying that God, Jehovah Rohai, has met all of his needs, he's referring to a lot of needs. He's referring to the needs of defenseless. He's so de de defense needs of defense. What does that mean? So sheep are defenseless. They're easy prey for the enemy. Um, wolves, coyotes, hyenas, and other predators approach sheep. They've already lost. The sheep have already lost because they cannot fight back. And so God, if we look at it from this standpoint, Jehovah Rohai, the Lord is our shepherd. He provides the defense against the predators, the, uh, the main predator being the enemy, right? And so he, def he meets our needs of defense our needs of security. And in addition to that, sheep are dirty. They can't clean themselves. They have a thick coat that collects dirt and debris. It holds in sweat, okay? And they don't have any way to clean themselves. But guess what? The shepherd provides, the, meets the need of cleanliness. It meets the need. And so we know that because of sin, because of iniquity, because of our own flaws and faults, we can't clean ourselves. So what did Jesus do? He provided that. He made himself the ability. He gave himself the ability. He, he's able to cleanse us. Hallelujah. My gosh. All right. Also, sheep are dependent. They have to be led by a shepherd if they're going to get anywhere at all. They don't know where they're going directionally. Um, if one sheep goes, starts walking in a circle, then the other sheep around them will follow the beginning sheep, the one in the front. So sheep don't know where they're going. So they need to be dependent on their shepherd for direction. So he meets our needs of direction and he meets our needs of dependency. These are just some of the needs. And this is just some of the ways that sheep, that shepherds care for their sheep. Okay. So when he's saying the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That is how to unpack that. You're, you're saying that Every time you confess that, every time we confess that word, we're saying that God is meeting our needs of defense and security, our needs of cleanliness, our needs of direction. He's providing direction for our lives and our needs, um, again, to be dependent on him. We, we can rely on him, okay? And so then it talks about green pastures. He makes me to lie down, verse two, in green pastures. He leaves me beside still waters. Um, and this is just basically, <laughs> I like this part of, um, I like this part of the passage because he's basically saying, mm -mm -mm. all right, hold on. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. He's basically saying that we don't always know where to go. When we lead ourselves um, into places, sometimes it's trouble. But then it goes on and says, um, he restores our soul. So with Jehovah Rohai, he makes us to lie down in green pastures. He's not asking us. It says that he makes us to lie down in green pastures. But what does that mean? It means that when we, sometimes we, God will cause us to get into a place where we have to rest, where we have to um, put all of our reliance on him. He makes you lie down. He puts you in a situation where you have no other option but to lean on him completely. So he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And the, the metaphor for that still waters is because sheep, they can't drink from moving water, okay? So sheep can't drink from moving water because if they do, they'll go too low. The water will make their, their hair too heavy and it will bring them, it will cause them to drift off. And so in order to quench their um, their thirst, in order to give them drink, uh, give them something to drink, God makes the shepherd brings them to still waters. The, step, the shepherd brings them to still waters so that they can drink in peace. And doesn't that sound like God? Doesn't that sound like God? I love it. So it says, um, some, some translation says beside quiet waters, and then some say still waters, depending on your Bible translation. So he doesn't let them go beside running water. Shrink, um, sheep can't drink from running water. Okay. Let's think about this in other terminology. When God is our shepherd, when we're resting in God, when we're depending on Jehovah Rohai, when it says he leads me beside still waters, that means he leads us into environments that we can handle. God is not going to allow you to go into an environment. He's not going to take you, I should say. God isn't going to take you or put you in a situation that you cannot handle. He knows what you can handle, just like the shepherd knows he, they knew what sheep could handle. And so when we rest in the Lord, our shepherd, Jehovah Rohai, he leads us into environments that we can handle, that are catered to us, that are made for us that we've been prepared for. And the thing about it is many of us, we try to do things in our own strength. We, we take ourselves into situations. We put ourselves into places. But until we become self-sufficient, I mean, sufficient, not self-sufficient, until we become dependent on Jehovah Rohi, until we see ourselves as his sheep, then we won't experience the blessing of rest. We won't experience those still waters because we're self-sufficient. We're making things happen for ourselves. So we're putting ourselves in running water. And Jesus, God wants to lead us to environments that are still, that will provide rest. There's a passage in Hebrew that talks about work to enter into God's rest. And so even as we work, we can be resting. Work shouldn't be toil for you. It shouldn't, the things that we are doing should not be so hard. It shouldn't be so stressful. God leads us into places where we can literally rest in him. So he wants to bring us to the end of ourselves so that we, when we look up, we see him. 
When we look up, we say, oh my gosh, look at what God has done. He wants us to come to the end of ourselves, get over ourselves and see ourselves as his sheep. All right. Have you been afraid? I want to ask y'all a question. Have you been afraid to stop and rest because you didn't know what would happen if you stopped and rest? You didn't know how you would make it through. You didn't know what would happen if you let go of the control. If you let go of all the control, if you just said, Lord, take it over. Is Are you guilty of that? I know sometimes I've been. So God is telling us today that we need to lie down and rest. We need to chill. We need to depend on him. And we need to understand that when we depend on him, we find safety. Just as the sheep found safety in green pastures, we also find safety when we lean on God. So he's calling us to lean on him. So let's go to the next part. In verse 3, it says, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So God, let's talk about the fact that God leads us. When, when, we're, when we're trusting in God, when we're truly God's um, sheep, when he's truly our shepherd, he will lead us. He will take us where we want to go. Well, then we say, okay, well, how, does we, how do we sometimes end up in these terrible situations? Well, think about God just as you would think about a GPS. When you're driving and you're using a GPS system, the GPS system is leading you, right? It's telling you turn by turn, direction by direction. But how many people, sometimes they get messed up. They don't always, we don't always follow the directions. We don't always know, um, okay, we might make a turn too quickly. We might go in the wrong way. Then what happens? The GPS normally says recalculating, right? It recalculates because it figures out where we are at that moment and then takes us it finds out the right path and takes us where we need to go. And that is what God is. God, Jehovah Rohai, redirects, exactly. Jehovah Rohai, when we end up in paths on places and places and environments and situations where he didn't lead us, we went off path. Jehovah Rohai becomes our GPS and he recalculates, he redirects us. He reroutes us. Thank you, Dr. Bridget. He reroutes us. He's our personal navigation system. And so your navigation system in your car, if you keep going the wrong way, it'll say make a U-turn at West Street. You keep going. Make a U-turn at West Street. Turn around at Right Street. It'll find the next street. Okay, make a U-turn because you keep passing it. You keep passing the street that you need to go on. So it's telling you, turn around, turn around. It's going to keep telling you to turn around until you get on the right path. Or if you keep ignoring it, it's going to say, it's going to recalculate altogether and it's going to take you a long route. It's going to say, okay, keep going. In one mile, make a left. Since you didn't want to listen to me after all these times I said, make a U-turn, you keep going. Go ahead, keep driving for another three minutes. And then in one mile, turn around, <laughs> make a left, right? Make another left. 
And then you back on a path that I tried to get you on. And that's what happens in God. Sometimes we go and we're, God is giving us all these warning signs. He's telling us to turn around. Jehovah Roha, he's trying to direct us. But guess what? We don't always listen. And sheep are prone to wander. They regularly take the wrong route. If they were left to their own devices, if they only could trust in themselves, sheep would go in the wrong direction. And so the shepherd has a staff. It directs the sheep and leads them back. My goodness. All right. So let's keep going. It says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name's sake. So to do something for the sake of God's name is to do it for the expansion of his glory and for the fame of his reputation. So God guides us in a way that brings him glory. So when people say glory to God, like, do we know what that means? It doesn't mean glory to ourselves. And guess what, guys? We cannot make God any more glorious. God is already glorified. God is as big as he's ever going to get. But what we can do is put the more spotlight on him by our life. So God will lead us down to paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And that's what that means. It means that he's leading us in a way that what we do is going to bring him glory. That what we do is going to show people that he is real. What we what, what we do is going to be a witness to him. So we can't make God's glory any bigger than it is. Okay. But we can reflect his glory on a larger scale so that others will be able to see it. Okay. So sometimes people can't see God. Sometimes people can't see how God has moved in their lives, how God has blessed them, how God has been calling after them. And so some, so God will put us, he will lead us into a path of righteousness so that the people around us can say, oh my gosh, so that we can reflect his glory and ultimately shine it back on him. Okay, so that's what that means. And it's funny because I really broke this down for the first time ever. This was my grandmother's favorite scripture. And a year and a half after she passed away, I went to Tanzania as a missionary. And while I was in Tanzania, I just dealt with so many different emotions. And I remember one Saturday, I think it was a Saturday, I opened up the Bible and I literally broke down every line. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that was the first time I noticed that line that says, he leads me into paths of righteousness for his namesake. And that's when I realized like, oh my gosh, like everything that God has me doing, like this is all, I didn't choose these paths. I couldn't have chosen my direction on my own. I couldn't have put myself at this university that's an international university to teach me about, you know, the, the kingdom of God on a global scale, on a global level to teach me about mission and all these things and then end up on the mission field. I couldn't have done this in my own right. God did it. So that's when, when you start to reflect on your life and see the things that God has allowed you to experience, you'll realize that he's led you down paths of righteousness for his namesake. All right. And so then the next part says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So a valley is a low place, guys, between mountains. So you know that verse that says you're going to go from glory to glory? Well, guess what? I, whenever I hear that, I think about mountain to mountain. So high place to high place. But in the middle of those high places, there are valleys. So valleys are low places in between mountains. Valleys are places of vulnerability. They're places of risk. Okay, things that seek to derail you, to harm you, to get you off path, they often hide in shadows, behind shadows and darkness. And that's what we find in valleys. So David assures us in this psalm that even in the valley that casts a shadow of death, even in the valley that looks like death, this valley is casting this shadow of death. Jehovah Rohai provides comfort through his presence, through his rod and through his staff. Mm, that's so good. Mm -mm -mm. Even in the valley, when it's make when it seems like it's we're gonna die, <laughs> like like you're gonna die. That's what it feels like in the valley. David's like, no, even though I walk through the valley. And guess what? That word isn't even though I walk to the valley, even though I walk in the valley. He said, no, even though I walk through the valley, I walk through the valley. So you have to keep walking through because valleys in life, low places are inevitable. In Ephesians chapter six, it talks about an evil day. It doesn't say if an evil day is going to come or... None of that. It says when it's like an evil day is going to come. There are challenges. There are valleys in life. But even in the times of these inevitable valleys, these dark places that you are experiencing, these dark places that you might go through, God is there. And he reminds us in this that if we keep walking through, there's a mountain ahead. There's a mountain because you're going to keep going from glory to glory. So he says, even though I walk through the valley of death, he didn't say I sit down in the valley. I sulk in the valley. I get depressed in the valley. He didn't say I stand in the valley. I chill in the valley. I, I dwell in the valley. He didn't say that. He said, I walk through. I walk through the valley. So in order to get to the mountain, guys, in order to get to that that place, that high place, that place that is going to, you, you're, you're going to flourish and flow and overflow and, and you're going to feel it like God's presence, that place, you can feel God's presence in the valley. He's there. But in order to get back to that mountain, you have to keep going. You have to keep going and walk through the valley. So a shepherd also uses his rod, okay, to defend and to fend off the enemy's attacks and his Staff. So the rod is what like, you know, fends off the enemy's attacks and the staff lead the sheep or pull the sheep out of the thicket when he gets caught in the thicket. OK. All right. So let me just say that if you're going through a bad place or when you experience a bad place, you're better off in a bad place with God than you are in a place that you feel is good, a place that you've led yourself that God isn't in. Let me say that again. You're better off in a bad place with God as your shepherd right there with you 
then you are in a place that you have put yourself in, that we, then I've put myself in, that we've put ourselves in, that we thought were good. Mm. Mm, okay, I'm going to leave that alone. So then it says, verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Okay, so when you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. So the enemy is a threat to your security. Okay, that is what an enemy is. Any, an enemy is anything that threatens your security. So it can show up as a person, a thing. Um, also, of course, the devil uses people uses things uses environments and demons okay but god but david right here in this psalm he's telling us that god prepares a table for us in plain view um in what is against us so god is preparing a table for us okay in plain view of everything that is against us of every threat to your security, everything that came against you, God is going to prepare that table. Let me give you a visual. So with shepherds and sheep, um, the shepherd carry a belt and a cloth, okay? So whenever the shepherd, I'm reading now from the book, whenever he found a lost sheep, he spread the cloth out, he set some grass and some fodder on it so the lost sheep could eat. And while the sheep was eating in the safety of the shepherd, the foxes, the coyotes, and the hyenas, they had to keep their distance. So they couldn't just come. They, those, those animals, they don't just come and attack the sheep when they're in the presence of the shepherd. So God is going to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. God is our shepherd. So what we have to understand is that um, God, Jehovah Rohi, is our shepherd. And the Lord himself is going to prepare our table. We don't have to prepare our table. In God's presence, we are safe from our enemies. God isn't subject to our enemies. Um, I went to a Bible study last night and Pastor Troy King, he said, he said, when you're in the presence of God, the enemy can't come in. He's like, when you're in, you got to stay in God's presence because when you're in the presence of God, that's the one place where the enemy can't enter. Okay. And so God is not subject to your enemies. He's not subject to the devil. He's bigger than the devil. He's bigger than every enemy. Okay. So now it says our shepherd not only prepares a table for us for the, in the midst of our enemies, but also anoints our head with oil. Now, many times the sheep will go looking for food. They would go looking for berries. They would go looking for things. Then they wandered in a thicket. They wandered in a place that had branches and all these things. And the shepherd, um, and, and, and they would get cut. Their heads would get cut just because they are looking for stuff. They're looking for something to eat. Well, when the shepherd got got them back when they went back into the presence of the shepherd the shepherd would clean them up and place oil on their heads the shepherd would place his oil on the sheep's head and massages the oil and so when it says you anoint my head with oil you're you're anointing me you're massaging um you're god is massaging us so he's soothing us that's the word God soothes us. So he knows how to soothe us with his anointing oil. So that means that he, he provides a solution to our problem 
or gives us the peace to withstand while we're in the problem. While the problem is still in our life, God can soothe us. He can anoint our head with oil. He can either give us peace within the problem or provide the solution to the problem. So then David says, this um, scripture says, my cup runs over. That's at the end of verse five. My cup runs over. That, and some translation says, my cup overflows. And what it means is that he's reminding us that in spite of the presence of the enemies, in spite of the wounds of life, in spite of everything, every attack, there's still an overflow. David still was saying, I still have enough. I still have more than enough. Despite everything that I'm going through, good morning, despite everything that I've been through, despite these enemies, despite me getting these wounds, despite this scratch on my head, hello, I'm still overflowing. So the image here, um, it points to the New Testament and that Jesus, remember when Jesus fed the multitudes with the five loaves and two fish? That was an overflow. That was an example of an overflow. They didn't have enough in their own strength, but Jesus stepped in the situation and gave them an overflow. So God knows how to give you everything you need to to basically allow you to um, so that you can do whatever he's empowered you to do. So I hope that as you guys have heard this today, you're just so confident now in Jehovah Rohai, Jehovah Rohai, your shepherd. Um, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. So God makes gives you so much grace, gives us so much grace to do what we need to do so that we will have an abundance for the things that we're doing. Hallelujah. And so then it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So the way he ends this poem, David, the way he ends this psalm, he ends it with surely. That's an important word, surely. How many of you guys are confident like that in Jehovah Rohai? How many of you guys are that confident in Jehovah, in, in God, in your God? He says, surely God's goodness and his loving kindness, God's goodness and mercy shall follow me. Surely God is with me. It ain't no maybe. It's not no ifs. It's not no possibly, probably, I think. Many of us, that's how we live our lives. We go through life and we think. We're like, I think God is with me. Audra raised her head. Surely God's goodness and loving kindness will follow me. So he could have used any other word like hopefully or possibly or perhaps, but he used surely. So he was very sure. Um, and then he says that goodness and mercy or loving kindness. And so again, back to the image of a shepherd and a sheep, two sheepdogs. Um, imagine now goodness and mercy being two sheepdogs that protect the sheep, that walk with the shepherd in the darkness, in the dark valleys. Um, and those sheep, those sheep will protect, those sheep were there, they're like guard dogs, right? And so our guard dogs, 
as as sheep to Christ, as sheep to the shepherd, are goodness and mercy. And so as a result of being in God's presence, as a result of his loving kindness that doesn't end, his goodness that doesn't end, we can dwell, that means rest, rule, and abide, not rule, rest and abide, that means live, that means stay in, we can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So when you know Jehovah Rohai, you should now, like now that we've gone through this, and we've unpacked this popular psalm, you got to know that God, Jehovah Rohai, is able to meet spiritual needs, directional needs. So he's able to tell you where to go, physical needs, emotional needs, and eternal needs. He gives us salvation, eternal needs. The Lord is our shepherd. He has us covered. He has our backs. And so now, I'm going back to my original question. Have you totally submitted to him? Have you said, I am your sheep, Jesus, God, Jehovah. I am one of your sheep. Have you totally submitted to him? Have you made your life dependent on Jehovah Rohai? Have you totally submitted? Because if you have not, until we completely submit, we have to find our own way through the dark valleys, okay? Imagine a sheep now, unless a sheep were to submit to the shepherd, he would have to find his way, his own way, her own way through those dark valleys. Imagine a sheep now trying to find a way through a dark valley to reach another mountaintop. And that's what some of us have been like, wandering in circles for years or seasons, wondering why there's nothing breaking. Why am I not experiencing the abundance that other people are? Why am I not experiencing peace and joy? Why are things continuously going wrong? I remember I was in this situation um, in my own life that I would find, it was like things were just always going wrong. My license kept getting suspended. My tags on my car kept getting suspended. I kept getting pulled over. I was like always in some type of trouble. And I'm like, I'm a good person. And I kept saying like, I'm a good person. Why does this bad stuff keep happening to me? Bills, court, somebody hit me out of nowhere. It was their fault. And I'm the one who had to pay. Like it was bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. And some people would be like, oh, you got a curse. No, you just disobedient. I wasn't. I wasn't obedient. I was living outside of the will of God. And so when we live outside of the will of God, things keep happening. And you're like, why does bad stuff keep happening? Well, are you living in the will of God? Have you completely, totally submitted yourself to Jehovah Rohai? Is he really your shepherd? If bad things keep happening in your life, you have to really ask yourself, am I completely, when bad things keep happening in our lives, this is for all of us, we have to ask ourselves, am I completely submitted to God? Am I completely submitted to Jehovah Rohai as my shepherd? And so he's going to lead you to paths of righteousness, a long green path, a place of stillness, an environment where you will thrive for his name's sake. Audra says, that was my story five years ago. Exactly. Mine too, Audra. Mine too. So I pray that this has blessed you. My God, this was so good to me. So we're going to pray now. 
concerning this. Um, Jehovah Rohai, we're praying the names of God in this series. And if you have a prayer need, you can go ahead and put it in the chat room. I'll just close us out. Um, but first I wanna ask, do you know Jesus? Because what we're talking about today you know, being led by him, being um, led by the good shepherd, you have to admit that you are sheep. You have to submit to being the sheep to God, to Christ, the good shepherd. And so have you submitted to God? Have you submitted your life to Christ? Have you submitted your soul to Christ? Have you submitted your needs to Christ? Have you? And if you haven't, now is the time. If you believe that Jesus was here, he, he walked this earth sinless. He walked this earth. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave with all power to give you eternal life. Then all you have to do is confess it. Say, I'm a sinner. I repent, Lord, of my sins. Please come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. And ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit because we can't navigate properly without the Spirit of God living inside of us. And so I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this day which you have made. We will continue to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you that you are our shepherd, that we shall not want, God, that you make us to lie down in green pastures. God, we thank you that you lead us beside still waters and restore our souls. Lord, we thank you, God, that you lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. God, we just confess that even though we sometimes walk through those valleys that feel like death, those valleys that cast the shadow of death, we will not fear. That is our declaration. We will not fear for we know, God, you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. We thank you, God, that you continuously prepare tables for us, God in the presence of our enemies, when we get wounded by life, when we get wounded by people, Father, you know how to soothe us. You anoint our heads with oil. We thank you, God, that no matter what we go through, no matter any situation, Father, that we find ourselves in, we can still confess that our cups runneth over, our cups overflow, that we have more than enough, Lord. And we thank you, God, because surely, not maybe, not probably, not if and or but, but surely your goodness, oh God, and your mercy, your loving kindness will follow us all the days of our life. And because of that, we will live, we will dwell, we will rest, rule, and abide in the house of God forever. We will abide with you, Lord. And so we thank you for eternal life. God. We thank you for your word, oh God. We thank you, Father, that you have illuminated for us this morning, Father. We thank you, Jehovah Rohai, our good shepherd. Father, the one that makes sure that we shall not want. God, you are everything to us, Father. And so we bless your holy name, oh God. We glorify you, God. We want to transition now, oh God, into a time of intercession. So as we put our faith together, Lord, in this victory prayer circle, Father, we ask that you would hear us, oh God. We know that you always hear us when we pray, oh God. And so we thank you, Lord. We thank you that the word tells us when
when two or more are gathered, then Jesus is in the midst. So Jesus, we thank you. We welcome you, God. We, we thank you for being right here with us, for giving us revelation this morning, Jesus, for giving us insight this morning, Jesus, for um, giving us more of a faith charge this morning, Jesus, for um, empowering us this morning, Jesus, giving us more confidence, Jesus. And we thank you that you are making intercessions for us right now, Jesus. We pray that you would take our petitions this morning into the courts of heaven and that you, oh Lord, would, would plead our case, that you would petition, Lord, for us on our behalf, oh God. And so God, we bless you. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We pray for Gavin's daughter. Lord, we ask God that you would bless um, Gavin. We bless, We pray, Lord, that you would strengthen him, Lord, provide every need that they have according to his riches, to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We are praying. Um, we have one of our our, our members, I can't see your name, I apologize. It says, please pray for me. I feel the Lord wants me to do something, but I'm nervous. Oh my God, Lord, make it clear. You are um, you provide direction to us, oh God, as our good shepherd, as Jehovah Rohai, it's you provide our directional leads, oh God. We thank you, God, that you lead us beside still waters, places, oh God, where we can drink, oh God. We thank you that you make us lie down in green pastures, Father, places where we flow flourish, oh God. We thank you, God, that you give us direction. So Father, we pray for direction. Jehovah Rohai, we need direction. This, this um, daughter or son of yours, God, is asking for direction. So we thank you, Lord. We bless your name, oh God. That's Amanda. Hallelujah. So we pray, God, that you will bless Amanda with direction. You, you say you are leading her. She thinks you're leading her to do something. So we ask for confirmation. Hallelujah. Samoa is saying, I need prayer for God to show me where I am being disobedient. My God, Lord, that is such a humble prayer. That is such a humble prayer. And I declare that the Lord is revealing it to you. He is going to reveal it to you even now. And even if you have to um, just remove some of the clutter from your life, if you have to um, repent, repent, repent and and confess any sins and literally just ask the Lord to begin to reveal things. If you need to fast for um, um, from a couple of meals as you pray, God wants you to seek him. Hallelujah. He's going to provide that answer for you. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Hallelujah. God, we bless your name. Oh God. Hallelujah. I want to pray for the, the family of, um, Andy, I don't know his last name, but he passed away um, and he was a staple in my hometown. And I just want to pray for his family. We want to lift up the Ham family who just lost um, a mother, a sister, Doris, and one of my mom's close friends, just lifting up everyone who has lost anyone. So God, I pray in Jesus name, your word says you comfort those who mourn, oh God. And so we just bless them, Lord. We bless your name, God. We thank you that you are a comforter, God, that you are anointing their heads with oil, those who are wounded right now because of the death, the loss of loved ones, the transition. Father, we pray that you would be glorified, God, that people would come to know you, Father, even through these um, losses and some of them which have been devastating, oh God. We, we 
thank you, Lord, that you are still good, God, and that you have the power, Lord, to lift heads, to, to wipe the tears, oh God, to comfort, Father. And so we pray, Lord, that every need of these families, Lord, would be met, oh God, every need of the Ham family would be met, Lord, that they would have no unmet needs in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for your prayers. Hallelujah. I pray for my sister who is taking her real estate test today. I pray that she would pass in Jesus name. We we um, call her victorious in the name of Jesus. Victory, victory, victory. Hallelujah. We pray for Dr. Bridget that needs healing to manifest in direction in her business. We're just coming into agreement what you have already written. So write what you are requesting of the Lord. We're putting it in the atmosphere declaring that it shall be so in the name of Jesus. And so we come into agreement. God, we thank you. Jehovah Rohai, who provides all of our directional needs, oh Lord, who is our healer. We decree and declare that by the stripes of Jesus, Dr. Bridget is healed in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus bore those 39 stripes, my God, Dr. Bridget is healed. Hallelujah. We pray for our sister and brother for courage and strength in Jesus' name. We pray for um, Cynthia. Hallelujah. That's Cynthia, I believe, for her courage and strength in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. We're still standing in agreement with our sister, Lioness Pride, who says, Lord, help me to have a house that is a model home based from your principles. Hallelujah. Whatever I need to improve, help me improve. Whatever I need to lose, help me lose in Jesus' name. Y'all, my heart like is feeling something as I read your prayer request because like they're so humble. And I just feel like the heart of God is like overwhelming me right now because like he... Oh my gosh, I just feel that he loves these um, just humble petitions before him because we live in such a prideful world where people just think that that they can't do any wrong, where we think we're so great and high and mighty. So these humble petitions just coming to God, like help me be better, help me build a home after your principles. Lord, we thank you that your word says that if if you, if um, God, what is that, that verse? Our Father will give us good gifts. Hallelujah. Our Father will give us good gifts. Um, it says, you know, if he, if you would ask for something, if you ask for one thing, he won't give you something that's worse. I can't think of the scripture, but hopefully y'all know what I'm talking about. And then he says that it's his pleasure to give us the kingdom. So I just declare the kingdom of God to um, be made manifest in your life on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus's name. Hallelujah. Robin says, pray God bless families during this last month of the year. Traveling mercies, unity, peace that surpasses all understanding, a hedge of protection against COVID, love and restoration in the name of Jesus. Yes, we just pray right now for families. Lord, we pray that everyone will be covered in Jesus' name, that throughout this month, that throughout this holiday season, Everybody will be covered. We decree and declare coverage. We decree and declare that Jehovah Rohai is covering. We pray that families will come back together in unity and peace, that peace in the, these homes, there will be peace that surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. Um, we're praying for Karen, for traveling 
um, I'm sorry, for financial blessing for Karen in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Karen, we pray that the Lord, I declare that God show me all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That verse has just been in my mind because we always have these needs. And just remember that scripture. I don't even know what scripture number it is, but it says, God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Just confess that over your life. Hallelujah. So our sister is saying, I do ask for prayers that God heal my body and give me clarity. Show me what direction to go. I have no home or vehicle. I truly want his will and not my own. God, this is such a humble prayer. Help me with my unbelief. Lord, in Jesus name, oh God, she is praying prayers of the disciples. Oh God, help her. She believes, but help her. She must believe a little bit because she's right here. She's on this call and she is a believer of Jesus Christ. And so father, your daughter believes, but help her unbelief. Oh God, we thank you, Lord, that you have bore those 39 strong for her healing. And so we declare that by the stripes of Jesus, she's healed. And your word says that we can send the word of healing and people will be healed. Your word says that when two on earth agree concerning anything, then our father in heaven will do it for us. So right now we have the power of agreement working on our behalf for everyone. Hallelujah. Father, you are Jehovah Rohai. We just learned that you would meet our directional needs, oh God. And so father, we pray that you would show, reveal your daughter the way to go. Reveal to her the direction. You will meet all of our physical needs. So God, we're praying that you would open up doors for her that no man can shut. God, give her a home that will, your presence will abide. Your home, A home where your peace will abide. Your home where she will be free to worship you in, in spirit and in truth. In a vehicle, God, where she can travel, Father, and give you glory. Be a witness to you where she will glorify your name. Uh, blast worship music and that people would enter when they enter her new car. Hallelujah. I declare it now that when people enter your new car, they will be entering the presence of the Lord. The, the presence of the Lord will abide there in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. We have a prayer request. Audra says, praying for my son that God would use me to provide him with the support and direction he needs to discern your voice, to discern the Lord's voice and move to fulfill your purposes for his life, that you get the glory. Yes. And so we come into agreement, God, that you would use Audra, oh God, in her son's life, oh God, that she that she would be able to appoint him to you, Father, that she would be able to give him wisdom and direction from the spirit of the Lord and that he would learn to discern your voice, oh God. And we pray, Lord, that you would just put multiple people in his path, God, because sometimes they don't get it from parents. But we declare that that will not be your son's story. But regardless, Father, we pray that you will cover Audra's son, that you will put people who have the spirit of God in his path, who will be able to pour into him, give him sound advice and wisdom that he would listen to in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. He says, if a son asks for bread, will you give him a stone? That was the scripture I was looking for. Thank you. So much. And so we declare these things to be so. Everyone who needs to pass tests, my sister Latoya will pass that test in Jesus' name. Everyone who needs financial blessings, Karen and everybody in Jesus' name. All the mothers and fathers who are praying for children, we decree and declare that you are covered in Jesus' name. I want to pray for my mom, Ketley, and my mom, Carla, who are both mourning the loss of loved ones, have been um 
Mom Ketley, I thank you for her. She's a, such a blessing to us. And she is just filled with the joy in the spirit of the Lord. So I just bless God for her. Hallelujah. And we have a, a prayer, um, a need from Angelica. She says, Lord, help me to be that kingdom woman that you want me to be. Mm. And not be afraid and do whatever you have for me. Help me be bold and courageous. Hallelujah. So I stopped and I paused, Andrea, because after I read that, it said, help me to be that. I'm sorry, not Andrea, Angelica. It says, Lord, help me to be that kingdom woman that you want me to be. I just heard you are her. You are her already. You are her. It's You are her. So I want you to change it and say, Lord, I am the kingdom woman that you have called me to be. You are her. And so, Father, we pray that you would empower her. May she be bold and courageous and know that you're with her everywhere she goes, just as you were with Joshua. Hallelujah. Just as you, she was with, you were with Joshua, Lord, we declare that you will be with her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Hello, Stephanie. Hallelujah. Culture here to say, may God restore those whose faith has been shook for the last couple of years because of the economy and the plague. May God solidify you. May God solidify you in what you believe and make you sure in your foundation. Yes, we come into agreement with that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Robin. Robin posted the scriptures I was looking for. Matthew 7, 11, 11. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? There's a song that says, how much more will he love me? How much more will your father who is in heaven give you good things, give good things, excuse me, to those who ask him? My gosh. So, mm, mm, mm. and then she also puts a James 117, every good and perfect gift comes from above and comes down from the father of the lights. Yes, amen. And so we know how to give good gifts Evil people know how to get good gifts, right? And we're asking the Lord for these, these things. Mm. And he's going to respond because he is with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we just thank you. I bless every new business owner, everybody who just launched something. We just speak a blessing over their life. My sister Stephanie just launched an amazing skincare line um, that provides natural candles and soaps and body um, body butter and things like that. So I just want to um, pray a blessing over your business, Stephanie, and just pray, pray a blessing over every business owner who is here. Um, I just speak life into you. Robin's initiative that will be launching next next month just speaking life into that may god bless everything that you guys are doing everything that the victory prayer circle is doing when i say the victory prayer circle i mean all of us who come and gather to pray with one another on every week and listen we're going to be switching some things up let me just close this out in prayer and then i have some announcements hallelujah
Hallelujah. So God, I just thank you. I bless your name, oh God. We bless your name, God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. We thank you, God, for your spirit. We thank you, God, for your people. We thank you for Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you are making intercessions for us. We thank you, Lord, that you have heard every prayer. We thank you, Lord, that you have um, you have uh, seen everything that's happening in our lives. You know what's going on. Nothing can catch you by surprise, God. You are omniscient. You are all-knowing. You are omnipotent. You are all-powerful, and you are omnipresent. You are everywhere at the same time, God. And so we glorify you this morning. And we thank you, God. We thank you for people who have been saved, set free, delivered, God. We thank you for the um, prayers, the Holy Spirit, that you have um, just put out in the atmosphere that you have empowered us to pray. We thank you that we've been praying the will of the Lord, that his will will be done in our lives, in this world, as it is in heaven. We lift up just the leaders in our country, um, President Biden and Vice President Harris. We lift up every governor and mayor, every leader right now, senators, Congress people, that they would operate with the spirit of the Lord, with decency and in order and truth, and they will be guided by your spirit. We pray that even if they don't know you, God, that there will be people in those offices who can speak truth and speak life. We could, we um, rebuke every form of attack in Jesus' name, every form of oppression in Jesus' name. We lift up even the leaders in Canada, the leaders in in Tanzania. We lift up Haiti, those missionaries who um, many of still have not been released. God, we pray for their protection, Lord. We pray for their faith, that it would not fail, God. We pray, Lord, that they would um, be able to witness to you, God, that you would get the glory, God, because you do sometimes call us to these very hard missions, oh God. And so, Father, we pray that you would be glorified even in this, God. We pray for justice, Father, that those people who have taken them, their captors, God, that they would be exposed, God, and that they would be revealed, God. We pray, Father, for those who are grieving, Lord, as we go through this holiday season, Father. We pray that something uh, miraculous happened. And someone in my family said something to me the other day. They they just lost um, a loved one, and they said, "For the I'm always sad on Christmas during Christmas time, but for the first time, I'm not sad, and I have joy, and I just lost somebody. I don't even understand why I'm why I'm so happy, and that's the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord will be our strength. So I declare that there will not be depression this year. I know many of you have dealt with the loss of children and spouses and friends and just those who are, are special to you. But this year, I just pray and just declare that the joy of the Lord will be your strength, even though it could be a hard time, even though your memories will come back to you, but the joy of the Lord will be your strength. The joy of the Lord will comfort you. The joy of the Lord will lift up your head, will give you, give you laughter, give you laughter, give you joy, give you love. Hallelujah. I pray that there will be people around you, surrounding you that will love on you and hug on you and give you good gifts and give you words of affirmation and just remind you of just how great life is, how great God is and how great you are. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we bless you. We thank you. We pray that you will continue to empower us as we go forth this day. We we bind and rebuke the spirit of anxiety and depression in Jesus' name. We um we come against every attack on the mental 
state of your people, oh God. We rebuke it in Jesus' name. We cover them with the blood of Jesus, oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, God. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we just have a few announcements. Tonight we will be back at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, not on Instagram, but we will be back on um, in the We Who Dwell Faith Network group, as well as on Zoom in our Bible study room for part two of Christ Uncovered. We're going to be looking at Christ the Bridegroom tonight. And so um, we're so excited about that. We're uncovering Christ as bridegroom. And so I am really excited because my sister who just loves the Lord so much, um, Latoya Rice will be ministering tonight and she's going to be uncovering Christ's bridegroom. And this is a five part series where we're uncovering different aspects of Jesus Christ every um, week. And so we're so excited about that. So join us this evening as we uncover Christ as bridegroom. Also, um, those of you who have um, been sewing into the ministry, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, I told you all that we have started to send books because we're sharing the gospel. We're going to do it in multiple different ways. And so for those of you who sold last week, you um, received or you will be receiving a copy of this amazing gift. Um, as for me and my house by Minister Kia A. Durham with um, your donations, those books are in the mail this week. Those of you who want to sew into the ministry, $5 or more, we're going to be sending you copies of this book, The Keys to Unlocking Your Joy by Jaya Clark. Okay. And so it's free with your gift to the Victory Prayer Circle. We do have ministry needs. You know, we have a lot of technology and we're growing, 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 and we're having more Bible teachers and we want to sow into the lives of those who God has commissioned to, to give us the word, to teach us the word. So even through this Bible series, we want to be a blessing to our Bible teachers through this series that we're doing with the We Who Dwell Faith Network. And so for those of you who are able, you can um, you can um, sow a seed to the Victory Prayer Circle via Cash App at Natasha T. Watson, and you will get a free gift with your donation, The Keys to Unlocking Joy by Jaya Clark. And this book is really just a spiritual manual. It's going to teach you about spiritual warfare. It's going to teach you about how to unlock joy through Christ and through the Word of God. It's going to really unveil the Word. Jaya is in a phenomenal Bible teacher. We got to get her in our network um, soon to come and share. But she's a phenomenal Bible teacher and this book is going to be a blessing to your life so we're going to be um giving that with any donation that you make this week hallelujah and we just um we just bless you all we just we just bless god hallelujah um also if you want to get updates when we go live for prayer or bible studies you can text us um join our text community text the word dwell to 55469. That's W-E-L-L -L to 55469. We also have a, a Facebook group called the We Who Dwell Faith Network. All right. So now here's an announcement that I'll share more about in the future. But 
And for those of you who want to be a part of our official intercessory team in 2022, we're going to be putting a little bit more structure around it. Um, and I want to be talking with y'all. So some of you guys come every week. Y'all pray for us. You pray for everybody, even um, when you're not here. And so for those of you who do want to be a part of the official intercessory teams do me a favor and send an email drop us an email at we who dwell at gmail.com email us we who dwell at gmail.com and in the subject you can put intercessor okay so if you want to be an official part of our intercessory team we're going to be doing some trainings next year we're going to be um we're going to have a system of prayer where people's needs get prayed for for several, you know, for several days and weeks at a time. We're going to be having meetings to empower um, each other through prayer. So not just Victory Prayer Circle, but there will be trainings as well. So for those of you who want to be a part of the official intercessory team for the Victory Prayer Circle, just send an email, we who dwell at Gmail. Listen, I have a lot going on in my life. I know you all have a lot going on, so it's not going to be you know, overwhelming or time consuming in that manner. But um, I do want to um, just welcome you to join. And the Cash App is right there. It's Natasha T. Watson at Cash App. And so, yes, um, but um, so, yes, join us, send us a, a message. Um, if you want to be an official part of our intercessory team, listen, it's going to be accountability. So it's not just a place. We do trainings a lot and we're going to have more Bible studies throughout the year next year. As we close out this year with a phenomenal study, we're going to be coming back next year with even more. And so this um, intercessory team, this is serious business. It's kingdom business. So it's not just to receive, but it's actually volunteering. You're becoming a volunteer. You're becoming a volunteer prayer warrior, okay? And so in your prayer time, we're going to um, teach some different techniques on how to pray and how to even add this into your prayer routines. We're going to meet on a consistent basis, but it will not be overwhelming. Um, putting this, We're putting the structure together now, but if you're interested in serving in that way, we want to hear from you, okay? So God bless y'all. Um, we, we are just overwhelmed and excited with just the amount of um, participation that we get on Thursday morning. This study went long, but it is okay. Hey, next week we will be back as we continue our series on praying the names of God will be part four next week and we'll be sharing over the week um, what we'll be discussing. But I want y'all to join us tonight. Go to wehodwell.org to RSVP to the study, the Bible study this evening. So God bless you all. Thank you for joining and have an amazing day. May the Lord bless you and keep you shine his face upon you. May his grace be with you. May he give you his peace in Jesus's name.